Welcome to the Boss in Heels podcast with your host, Lara Nassessian, the podcast that shares the mindset, habits, tools, and tactics of inspiring women. Hello, everyone. This is Lara Nassessian, and welcome to another episode of the Boss in Heels podcast. I'm so thrilled to be here with each of you today and talking about something which is the cornerstone of my success and a lot of the work that I teach and what I'm obsessed with. And that is all about productivity and productivity habits that you can utilize to build unstoppable momentum in your week. And if you know me, if you're familiar with my work, then you will know that I am obsessed when it comes to time and energy optimization productivity, routines, anything that we can deploy in our lives to positively improve our experience, to create time for the things that actually matter to us, and to live a life that is not just successful, but fulfilling, and for it to be both of those things at the same time. And I truly believe that it is possible because I have really cracked the code around this and it's why I'm so passionate about teaching it in my programs and with my clients and with the keynote speakers and and talks that I do. It's something that I really, really love to embody and to teach. And so today we're going to be talking about these productivity tips and hacks that you can really deploy in your life to really make your week run so much smoother so that you are not someone who is just constantly burning the candle at both ends and not able to get the kinds of results that they want. Like, have you ever felt like you're putting in all this hard work and all of this efforting, but you have little to nothing to show for it? I mean, I suddenly know what that feels like because I spent years operating in that way where I would constantly be overworking, I would be overstretching, I would be overgiving, I would be burning the candle at both ends, I would be burning the midnight oil, I would be that one person that would be working until midnight in the office on a Friday night when everyone else was at home with their families and out to dinners and having a great time. I was really, really putting in the work and the hours. And I realized that whilst there can be an element of you working in a really chaotic environment that's very conducive to overworking, it doesn't have to be that way. And I really believe that with the right strategies and the right mindset work, you can actually become so much more effective with your time with actually doing less hours in your week. And there's so much research, there's so many studies which have been published that are coming out and really demonstrating that the shorter someone's work week is, so for example, they've looked at three-day work weeks, they've looked at four-day work weeks, and the productivity is either on par or if not higher than someone working a five-day working week. And that is because subconsciously, when we know we have less time to do something, we just get it done in the allocated time that we have to do it. Whereas when we know we've got the whole week to get something done, we will take the whole week to get it done. And this is where we make these allowances for things like procrastination and things like that to really 
prop up in our weeks is because we're not utilizing the time that we do have effectively and intentionally. And I am an incredibly intentional and mindful person. I wasn't always like this, but I've trained myself to become one. And so in these five key strategies that I'm going to share today, there's going to be some really tactical tools and tips that you can apply and deploy in your business, in your career, in your life to really become more mindful, to become more productive and to ultimately free up more of your time to actually do the things that you want to do. Even if those things aren't rest and self-care, which are really essential parts of the equation, which we're going to talk about in this episode, it's your life to live. And so many of us are just living our lives reacting to everybody else's to-do lists and everybody else's requests of us because we just are not proactive in our own lives. And I really want you to, at the end of this episode, like really feel like you're in a position where you can flip that switch for yourself and actually sit in the CEO seat in your own life and be in control and and reclaim your time and your personal power back so that you can make more cognizant decisions around how you spend your time throughout the course of your week. So we're going to get into all of that in a moment. And just before we do, you guys know the drill. If you love this episode and if you enjoy this podcast, then please take a moment to subscribe, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening to this episode. It takes like two seconds to do so. You can even do it while you are listening to this episode and it really does make the biggest difference. It helps the show to grow. It ensures that we're reaching the right kinds of audiences and ultimately Ultimately, this show is all about helping people to optimize their lives and utilizing routines and and various tactics and tools and insights to create a more optimal way of living and a more enjoyable way of living their lives. And so the more of a positive impact we can have in people really reclaiming their lives and reclaiming their personal power. I mean, we'll be living in a completely different world, you know, if people lived with a certain level of intentionality. And so really the, my heart is so in this podcast because I really do care about the lives and the quality of people's lives and the human experience. And so if you can kindly share this with people in your network or people who you know would really benefit from listening to this episode, that would be so deeply appreciated. So with that being said, let's get stuck into this episode. And the first strategy that I wanted to share around creating productivity habits to build unstoppable momentum throughout the course of your week and your month and your year is around the boss planning method. Now, if you are not new to this episode, then you are not new to this, then you are familiar with this concept. And it's something that I teach in my programs and in my containers. And we go into a lot more depth around that. But effectively, the boss planning method is my own planning methodology, which I deploy after spending years becoming obsessed with time management, productivity, and studying the habits of world-class performers and really looking at 
what they do in their week that differentiates them and that gets them the kinds of results in their businesses and in their lives. And so with the boss planning method, I effectively carve out time once a week. Usually for me, I find Sunday late afternoon works for me. And I carve out this one hour block in my schedule where I have gone away and I've done all the things that I want to do in my weekend. And then at the end of my weekend, I sit down and I map out what I want to achieve for the for the upcoming week. So what are my highest priority actions? I start with that first and I ask myself like, what are the highest priority actions that are going to get me closest to my vision, to my goals, to the things that matter to me? And I plug those things into my calendar first. And then I ask myself the question, What are my non-negotiables? And usually these are daily non-negotiables, things that I just am unwilling to compromise on. And these are usually things like my morning routine and things like my workout and things like taking a lunch break and, and ensuring that I've got adequate time in my day to really like recharge myself because what I found with the old way was I would just be going and going and going and pushing and pushing and pushing. And whilst I can operate that way, I found that it's not a very sustainable or enjoyable model. And it ended up me feeling burnt out and depleted and exhausted and overwhelmed. And it was just not the way that I wanted to function moving forward. And so by actually building in these non-negotiables and plugging them into my calendar, it meant that other people could not just like book things on top of it, you know, and it was blocked out in my calendar and it was time for me. So whether that was like, you know, that from 5 a.m. to, you know, 8 a.m., which is the time that I would be doing my morning routine or between 1 and 2 p.m., which is when I wanted to take a lunch break and things like that are my non-negotiables, things that I'm unwilling to compromise, I'm unwilling to move on because those things make me function so much more optimally. When I've done my morning routine versus if I haven't done it, my God, I'm like a completely different person. My morning routine gives me the fuel, gives me the energy to sustain all of the things that I want to do in my day. It's the thing that enables me to show up as powerfully on calls, on meetings, on interactions as I do because I've, I'm coming from a place of overflow then and not from a place of lack because I've given so much to myself to really recharge, refresh myself, really give to myself from a, a you know, mind, body, spirit perspective. So I'm really good. And then I have a lot more to give to everyone else in my day. And then the third piece then is to then plug in all of the other things that I need to get done on my, throughout my week. So I might have something like a bit of a, um, like almost like a to-do list or like a brain dump, if you will, where I keep asking myself, like, what are all of the things that I absolutely must get done this week? Like, what are all the tasks? What are all the actions? What are the outcomes that I'm going to try and create? You know, where, where are all the meetings? Where are all my commitments? I look at all of the stuff that I've got going on. And rather than feeling so overwhelmed by these things, just like sitting on a to-do list, 
I then plug them in and I allocate the appropriate time in my calendar. And this is all centered around my highest priority actions, which are carved in their first and my non-negotiable things, which are carved in their second. And what I found by actually putting in an hour in my week to think and to plan my entire week it makes it such a more successful, effortless week because even on the weeks where I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, this is a really heavy week or oh my gosh, I've got so much to do this week, it really helped eliminate the anxiety and the overwhelm because then I had a plan and all I had to do was instead of being like, a ping pong ball in my week and just, you know, going from one thing to the next to the next with a really chaotic, overwhelmed, anxious energy. It's like, okay, cool. I've got a plan. I can see it visually in my calendar. And now I know all I need to do is just follow the plan. And I would building things like contingency and things like that. And I cover that a lot more in my program boss routines and in my up-level experience membership program. Like we go into so much more detail than what I could cover in this episode. But I just want to give you an idea and an indication of like what that looks like for me and how I've been able to teach so many of my students, which come back and they report to me like how much this has helped maximize their productivity. And they're like amazed by how much more they get done in their week. And they're just so much more intentional with how they spend their time. And they're like less anxious, less overwhelmed. They're more intentional. They're fitting in more things, but they're actually having a better time. And they've got all this extra time to really you know, self-care and look after themselves and spend quality time with their families and their loved ones and other things that matter to them as well. So that is the number one thing that I have done, which has really helped skyrocket my productivity and skyrocket the productivity of my clients. So that is the boss planning method in a little bit of a nutshell. Number two is to utilize a schedule and to actually do the things in the allocated time that I have to do them. So I briefly touched on this while I was talking about the boss planning method, but basically I flipped the switch from working off a to-do list to working off my calendar and working off a schedule because we've all heard that saying, which is a, a goal without a wish A goal without a plan is simply a wish. A goal without a plan is simply a wish. And it's so true because we have these goals and we have these ideas of what we want to achieve, but where in our schedule is it reflected that that is actually a priority? So this is why so many of us never actually accomplish our inverted commas goals because we don't actually have a plan or a schedule that is tied to them. And so if something is important enough to you, it needs to make its way into your schedule. Otherwise, it's actually not a priority. It's a wish. It's an idea, but it's not a priority. So 
actually scheduling in the things that matter to you and plugging those things into your schedule, into your calendar and creating a plan around those things and then having the discipline to follow your schedule and follow your plan because that's all I do, right? Like today I've got my whole plan for Monday that has every every hour, every half hour, even in sometimes 15 minute blocks has been accounted for. And right now I am recording this podcast episode in the exact hour that I had scheduled to record this podcast episode. I'm not doing anything else. I'm not trying to multitask. I'm not trying to do 15 different things right now. I said I want to record two blocks, two podcast episodes, two solo episodes this morning between 10 a.m. and 12 p.m., and that includes like the prep, that includes like the the setup of my podcast recording, you know, um, setup at home, um, you know, and after this, so the episodes are not going to go for a full hour. Usually I record these solo episodes somewhere between 30 and 45 minutes is usually where they'll, they'll land just depending on how, you know, chatty I feel in the day and in the moment. And, um, you know, then I will have my show notes, which I will send with the audio to my podcast producer. And then they kind of take it from there and they'll, you know, schedule this in on the date that I say, I want this to be released. And we have a plan for that and we work off a schedule for that. And I'm doing it in the time that, you know, gives me and gives my podcast production team the adequate time to turn this around and to schedule it in and to, and to have all of the show notes uploaded and all of that kind of stuff. And so I'm not trying to do anything other than what I set out to do in this time because I know that I've got a plan for this week and I've just got to follow the plan. All I've got to do is do what I said I was going to do in the time that I had allocated to do it. And guess what? That is an exceptional week. Like if I can follow my plan at least 80%, but if not 90% of the time and allow 10%, 10 to 20% for buffer, for contingency, for things not going to plan, for things that are unexpected, that things that took longer than I thought they would, you know, all of those kinds of things. It's like, that is a pretty productive week. Like that's pretty exceptional. And that is 10 times more productive than the way that I used to work, which had no plan, which had no intention, which had no schedule. And I would just have these things that I wanted to do, but then they never got done because there was never the time that I had allocated to do them. So having this, you know, understanding of my priorities and really, you know, working to this schedule has been hugely beneficial for me. And this actually works as well. Like so many of my clients have reported like just literally like two, three hundred percent, four hundred percent, like literally 10x their productivity and have the results to show for it. So that is the second strategy is to utilize the schedule and to actually do the things that you set out to do in the allocated time that you have to do them. 
I want you to own your ambition, get the right support, and learn how to level up your life. But how do you harness that ambition, find the right support, and learn how to level up without the overwhelm, having to do it all alone and with limited bandwidth? Introducing the Uplevel Experience. My community of women owning their power, doing life together, and learning how to level up with a combination of live virtual sessions, masterclasses, hot seat coaching, guest speakers, community access, and so much more. Take your personal finances, health, and relationships to the next level. Get exclusive access, resources, and connections. Learn the tools, tactics, and strategies that work for you and experience it whenever and wherever you are. I love seeing the transformation already taking place, like the feedback in this email. It's put a spotlight on the areas where I'm self-sabotaging and also playing small. I'm becoming much more clear on the steps I need to take to get to the level I want to be, but not getting overwhelmed by the steps ahead of me like I would have in the past or this DM I received. The up-level experience has enabled me to step into my personal power and become a high-worth, high-value woman. I've learned to get up and move no matter what. I've been prepared to make big shifts in my life, which I previously would have felt overwhelmed by. So in love with the energy inside this container. Is it time to invest in yourself and step up a level in life? I want to help you do just that. And that's why as a Boston Hills listener, you'll receive a VIP upgrade on sign up, which includes a 60 minute one-on-one call with yours truly valued at $555. Places are limited. So for more information on how to join, click the link in the episode show notes. It's your time to shine with the up-level experience. The third strategy that I've used to really skyrocket my productivity is to have a morning routine. This is no surprise. Like if you've been listening to me, like I have been talking about this for years because I attribute so much of my success, so much of my productivity, so much of my intentionality has come from having a solid and consistent morning routine. Because here's the thing, there's so many unexpected things that happen in life. We cannot predict everything. It would be impossible for us to predict everything. And even if we can predict it, we cannot predict the exact way that things are going to unfold. Like maybe with some things, we've got like a pretty high insight or intuition. But with a lot of things in life, it's there's unexpected things that happen. There's circumstantial things which happen. There's things that happen on a global, macroeconomic, political scale. And they're things that are outside of our control. Like if there was anything that we learned through the pandemic, it's that things happen that are outside of our control. And the biggest question is, how are we going to respond to it? How are we going to deal with it? Because this was my observation throughout the the course of the pandemic and afterwards as well. I feel like people very much fell into one of two camps and those camps were either, and actually we spoke about this on my podcast episode with Baha Etmanan. If you haven't listened to that episode, she actually said the same thing. And it's like, I've literally noticed this throughout the pandemic and afterwards. It's the people that really 
became very reactive and, you know, just fell into not doing a whole lot during that time and feeling really demotivated and flat. And look, I'm very cognizant of the fact that everybody's personal circumstances are different and not everyone was, it's not always equitable. And I understand that. However, this was the observation. Like if I broadly categorize this, it's you were either someone that came out of the pandemic and had something to show for it, or you were the kind of person that came out of the pandemic and had little to nothing to show for it and maybe had gone backwards because you ended up developing these you know, dr- habits of maybe drinking too much, eating too much, not exercising, you know, just feeling flat, feeling lazy, feeling complacent throughout your week. And I know I remember this so distinctly at the beginning of the pandemic where I was like, whoa, like, I don't know how this is going to pan out. I don't know how long this is going to go go on for. But what I do know is that I feel like this is an unbelievably rare time in the history of our lives that we have been given the gift of time. And so many of us say, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. When I have time, when I have time, I'll do this. When I have time, I'll do that. And the thing is, we had the time. And in the time that you were given, did you actually do the things that you said were important to you? Did you actually do the things that you said you would do if you had the time? Because this is what I observed. People either did something with the time or they didn't. And I went into this period of uncertainty with a whole lot of intentionality around, I don't know how this is going to pan out, but I know that I want to make the best of this situation. I want to make the best of these circumstances and I want to have something to show for it. And it was during the pandemic with the luxury of extra time where I wasn't commuting into an office every day. I was saving, you know, like time getting ready in the way that I normally would. I wasn't, you know, going to a physical gym. You know, I wasn't doing any of these things. And we were homebound for so much of it. I was like, wow, that's like, you know, a good few hours in my day that I've suddenly gained that I didn't have before. What do I want to do with this time? And so I really doubled down. And that's the time that my podcast really took off and was recognized. And, you know, I, um, was, you know, featured in a number of publications and it was, listed in Yahoo Finance and Business Insider as the number one podcast to guide you through COVID. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, how do these things even happen? And it's like they happen when you intentionally decide to go all in on something and you trust yourself and you make a a decision and declaration to yourself, to the people around you, to the universe that you're going to look at this like a gift, like a gift of time. And that's exactly what I did. And so it's like, if we, you know, if we don't, if we don't actually utilize the time that we have, if we don't actually create some kind of solid foundation to then go and do all the things that we want to do, then we end up just reacting and responding to the external circumstances. And this is where I saw so many people, and this is not a criticism, by the way, this is just an observation because I really believe in personal power. 
And I really believe that no matter what our circumstances are, there's the kinds of people that are either going to rise and like rise from the ashes and make something extraordinary out of dust or they're going to just fall victim to it. And having a really solid and consistent morning routine was the thing that really enabled me to build such a solid foundation for my business, you know, and for my podcast and for all the other things that I wanted to do and previously didn't have the so-called time to do. So I re-looked at my entire schedule and I re-looked at my entire routine and I adapted my routine and I adapted my schedule and I adapted my ways of working to suit the new environment. And then as we came out post-pandemic, my routine adapted again. And right now I'm still nursing my, my stress fractures in my foot and I've got a moon boot on and I'm restricted in terms of how much I can move. I can't go for a walk right now, but, you know, I've been cleared to, you know, ride a, a, a still bike, a, a bike, like, a, a, and I can cycle every morning. And so I've been doing that every morning. And so it's like, what, instead of looking at what I can't do all the time, I look at what I can do. And then if I need to adjust, if I need to adapt my routine accordingly, then I will. If I'm traveling, if I'm like overseas, you know, if you've, again, if you've been following me for a while, then you'll know I've spent like two, like a few big blocks of time over in Austin and my routine in Austin looked different to the one in Sydney because I was working different hours. And so, you know, like it's these kinds of things. It's like we can look for the opportunities and we can optimize our routines according to our personal and life circumstances at the time. And so, this is what I've constantly done. It's a constant refinement. And I was talking to one of my best friends, like most of you probably know her if you follow us on Instagram, Anna, this morning. And we were talking about this, just like this obsession that both of us have around 1% improvement every day. It's always in these like little refinements, in these little tweaks. And it's like, great, I have this routine. How can I optimize it? How can I make this work for me now? How can I make this work with my change in circumstances? Once again, you know, my circumstances have changed because I transitioned out of my full-time corporate job. I was an executive inside a billion dollar corporation and I was running everything on the side and now I've gone all in on my business and I'm working from home, especially now that I've got my moon boot on. <laughs> I'm not, you know, going into the city. I'm not doing that. So I'm, I'm working from home. And so it's like, how can I optimize this time now, like how can I make this conducive to my current environment and my current circumstances? And so having a solid and consistent routine is the thing that has really sustained a lot of my growth, a lot of my productivity, a lot of my success. It has sustained my ability to remain calm under pressure, under changing, evolving circumstances. And it provides such a solid foundation because when I have completed my morning routine, 
my goodness, I feel like an unstoppable force through the rest of the day. Like I start my day at 5am, not 9am. And so that's like four hours that I've gained in my day to work on my mind, my body, my spirit, my creativity, my genius. And by the way, we all have these things. Like I've really become obsessed with this because I'm like, It is the foundation, you know, and I gain four extra hours in my day. Like the biggest hack to productivity is actually waking up earlier and doing things for you, doing your highest priority actions first before you go and give your energy away to everybody else, because this is what we do. And then we give ourselves the breadcrumbs at the end of the day. And by that point of the day, we're tired and all we want to do is veg out and watch Netflix and And, you know, go to bed and do it again the next day. And it's like, I would rather, you know, put myself first because I know that that is what makes me a high value individual is someone who understands their own self-worth. And this is not coming from an egoic place, but this is coming from a place of self-love. So actually my morning routine is not a form of punishing myself and getting up at 5am and I have to go to the gym and I have to work. It's I want to, I get to do this and it's such a gift. And I know that when I've completed my morning routine, My goodness, my productivity is through the roof because I feel like an unstoppable force and I've built so much momentum and I've already accomplished and achieved so much in my day before 9am has even rolled around. That is like the key to all of this. So that has been incredibly beneficial for me, for my clients. I see it in the people around me that are adopting this way of being in their lives as well. So the fourth strategy and that I wanted to share is around time batching. And in addition to my boss planning or, or complementary to my boss planning, I really look at batching all of my like tasks together. And especially now that I've transitioned into my business full time, this is even more important because It requires even more discipline and even more intentionality. And when you are an entrepreneur, when you're a business owner, you're having to wear so many different hats at the same time. And, you know, these could range from finances and accounting and money management through to recording for the podcast, through to writing content for a program, to one-on-one coaching, to group coaching, to delivering a presentation, delivering a keynote talk, um, to, you know, like there's so many different things, social media, creating graphics, creating reels, creating content, you know, recording, filming stuff. Like there's so many different hats that you wear as an entrepreneur as a content creator even. And so what I have found has been really beneficial for me is to actually theme my days and to to batch like tasks together. So as an example, I will record two to three back-to-back podcast episodes in a row. And that gives me a month to a month and a half of content for the podcast. And I can do that in less than half a day, as opposed to if I were to record one episode three days a week, then 
the amount of time that it takes to get into the flow, to get warmed up (laughs) in podcasting, to you know, set up my equipment at home because I don't leave it out all the time like I could, but like I got, you know, I was going to say OCD, but like, you know, like I'm very particular at home and I like everything to be in order and everything to be put away and everything to be in its place. And I don't like to leave my podcast equipment out. I, in my, in my home office, I actually pack it away and I put it away. And I like to have a really clean desk at the end of the day because it's just really calming for me and it signals to me that I'm off. And when I'm off, I want to be off. When I'm on, I want to be on. And I don't want all my work stuff spread out everywhere. That's just, that's just me. That's just how I personally like to work. And so from an efficiency standpoint and from a productivity standpoint, it's so much more beneficial for me to record back-to-back episodes. It's so much more efficient for me to line up two to three guest interviews and go into the studio and do that in half a day and knock that all out at once and then not have to think about it again rather than me try to you know prepare for a podcast episode record a podcast episode then go into finance then go into accounting then have a meeting then you know like I'm out of the flow of it and when I podcast I like to record two to three in a row because I get into a flow state when I'm doing this and so I look at all the opportunities in my week where I can group like tasks together and almost theme different days. So like I might have a podcast day, I might have a creative day, I'll have a CEO day where I do all my CEO tasks and I'm working on my business, not on anyone else. And so there's all these kinds of ways that I really like to batch and group the similar things together. And what that does is it does create that flow state and that flow state Create some of my best work, but it also is incredibly conducive to productivity and to maximizing my time throughout the week. And so that is the fourth step is, is time batching. And if you get into the granularity of time batching, I've spoken about this in previous podcast episodes, but effectively like really having these blocks of time where you are just doing that thing and that one thing only, and you're putting away all of your other devices, you're, you know, closing down all the browsers on your web pages that are not relevant to the specific thing that you're working on. And you might even set like a a timer, like either like an egg timer or a timer on your phone if you can have the discipline to not look in your phone and get sidetracked and distracted and procrastinate. And then you reward yourself. So like, let's just say you do that for 45 minutes or an hour, and then you reward yourself by having a 15 minute break. And so maybe in that 15 minute break, you might give yourself a little treat by checking your social media or going for a little walk around the block or making yourself a snack, but you're doing it in the allocated time that you have to have a break. And then after the 15 minutes is up, you come back and you resume the next block of one hour work. And this can be highly effective. So that is time batching. And the fifth strategy that I wanted to share, which is sounds so counterintuitive, but is so important. And I've really, really, really learned the benefits of this more and more as I go through my business and life and every iteration is the importance of rest 
and the importance of sleep and the importance of recharging yourself and resetting yourself and really taking care of yourself without the guilt because this is what we do. We we procrastinate so much throughout the course of our week. Then at the end of the week, we have not done the things that we set out to do. And so then what happens is we end up spending all of our time whether it's in the evenings when we're meant to be winding down, the time that we're meant to be getting to sleep, the time on the weekends that we're meant to be out resting, rejuvenating, enjoying ourselves, spending quality time with people we love, we're not actually present to it because we're so guilty. We feel so guilty about all the things that we said we were going to do that we didn't actually do throughout the week. And so this is where things get a little bit convoluted is that we're not doing what we're meant to do in the time we have allocated to do it. So then in the time that we're meant to have rest and we're not meant to be working, we feel guilty. And instead of actually enjoying the time off, we are infiltrated by feelings of shame, feelings of unworthiness, feeling of guilt, feeling of not enoughness, and just not feeling great about ourselves and the work that we're doing. And then we beat ourselves up about all of the things that we should have done that we didn't get done. And so this is the thing I've learned to become meticulous with following through on my plans, with following through on my schedule, with doing my boss planning, with having elite level routines, which really sustain me throughout the week and ensure that I operate like a well-oiled machine. <laughs> And then on my weekend and in my evenings, I'm not doing anything other than what I'm meant to be doing, which is resting, recharging, enjoying my life and being fully present with myself and with the people that I love and care about in my life. And this is the secret sauce like is found in if you can master this, if you can be on when you're meant to be on and then be off when you're meant to be off, then your enjoyment of life become so much grander because you really get to enjoy the fruits of your labor and you're not just overworking, overstretching, overgiving, burnt out. And then in your time that you're meant to be rejuvenating and recharging yourself, you actually are just infiltrating that with that space, that sacred space with so much guilt. And so having this plan, having this solid foundation and these systems in place so that you do what you're meant to do in the time that you have allocated to do it. And then you actually give yourself so much time, spaciousness to rest, to recharge, to rejuvenate, to think, time to contemplate. This is where the the best ideas come from because when we have filled up our cups with so much stuff, when we fill up our day with so much stuff, we don't even have time to step back and think about our businesses and our careers and our lives and our relationships and what we really want. And we end up just, we just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Whereas when you actually carve out the necessary time and spaciousness to think, to contemplate, to recharge yourself, then that's when my best ideas 
come from. And that's where I really contemplate like really incredible things in my business, in my life. So that is what I wanted to cover in this episode. And I know there's quite a lot in that, but I wanted to just cover this because it's one of the topics that I'm most passionate about. And I know that my audience loves, you guys love to hear about routines and time productivity. And some of you even share what you've done with me, which is beautiful. And if you get something from this episode that you apply in your business, in your life, in your career, in your relationships, in your time, then please take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media. My Instagram handle is at Lara underscore Necessian underscore. And I would love to know what your key takeaway is and how you have applied something that you have learned from this episode in your life. So with that being said, I'm going to leave this episode here for now. I appreciate each and every one of you so much. Have a beautiful, restful, productive week, all the things. I wish you all the things in life, all the goodness, and I will speak to you all very soon. Take care, everyone, and bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Boss in Heels podcast. Be sure to visit bossinheels.com for a ton of information, resources, and articles on all things career and personal development. And subscribe to this podcast for all future episodes.